time to meet the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. This is the Pipeline Podcast, presented by Ruoff Mortgage. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. We are back with another edition of the Pipeline Podcast and another good get this week in Blue Jackets' second-round pick, Luca Del Belvaluz. I know last time, that was our biggest get of the season so far, right? And David Juracek, the top prospect in the Blue Jackets organization, an AHL All-Star. But I know Luca Del Belvaluz tends to be a fan favorite as well. I think it might have something to do with that last name of his. Quite a last name at that. Del Bell Blues. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming up with Luca himself, but a little bit about the player. As I mentioned, a second round draft pick by the Blue Jackets, 44th overall in this past summer's NHL entry draft, and potentially a steal there for the Blue Jackets. Some people had him going in the first round earlier in the second round, but the Blue Jackets decide on Luca Del Bell Blues at 44th overall. He's a 19 year old left shot centerman, born November 10th, 2003. And he's got pretty good size, listed at six foot one, 175 pounds, something that he's continuing to work on. We'll talk about that as well as time in the weight room. But right now, he's in the midst of his third season playing in the Ontario Hockey League and started the year with the Mississauga Steelheads, where he was well over a point per game with 41 points on 20 goals and 21 assists in 34 games. But a few weeks ago, he was traded to the Sarnia Sting. The Steelheads' playoff prospects looking a little bit murkier than they would have liked. So he was traded to Sarnia, a team that's loading up with tons of NHL-drafted talent right now. So a great opportunity for Luka to make a run with them. And he's off to a pretty solid start. A point per game with eight points in eight games at the time of this recording. Two goals and six assists. And those two goals actually came last weekend. So his first couple of goals in Sarnia, it took him a while to get there, but had Happy to see him find the back of the net, and hopefully he continues to build momentum with the Sting and gets better and better and better as this team continues to push towards the playoffs. So let's not waste any more time and hear all about his story, getting into hockey, being drafted by the Blue Jackets and beyond. Here he is, second-round draft pick, Luca Del Belvaluz. All right, Lucas. So it's great to have you on. Obviously, uh, we're pretty familiar with each other, with you having been here for both development camp and then Blue Jackets main camp. And I know our fans like you as well. I think your long last name has something to do with that. I think you're an easy fan favorite, an easy guy to kind of pinpoint like because of the Luca Del Bell Blues. It's quite a name. But uh, tell me, how have things been uh, since Blue Jackets development camp and Blue Jackets main camp for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, so far coming back to the OHL, it's been... uh pretty up and down kind of season. I mean, started off in Mississauga and uh, obviously not everything went too well there. And I ended up getting created to the Sarnia thing. And that's been the whole different process and, you know, definitely different uh, considering I've been in Mississauga for, you know, four years and pretty much. No. So yeah, definitely di- way different from moving away from home and you know having to bill it now is uh, definitely different, but uh, I've been really enjoying it here. All right, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to go way back to the beginning of your hockey career and maybe even before you started playing, but how did you get into the game? It's obviously easy, you being a a Canadian kid yourself. It's the main thing up there. Everybody loves hockey, but how did you fall in love with the game? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a Canadian thing, but uh, my dad grew up playing a little bit of hockey uh, as a kid, and uh, you know, he was the one when I was three years old. uh, Had me, you know, put on skates for the first time, actually in my basement. 
and uh, just had me walking around. And, you know, he was kind of the one that, you know, showed me the game and I kind of fell in love with it, you know, right as a kid. Uh, sometimes wanted to be a goalie as a kid, but um, just, uh, yeah, he didn't really like that and uh, just, you know, stuck with being a player. And yeah, just like I said, he he grew up playing the game and he really enjoys watching and, you know, playing it as well. So he kind of, you know, showed showed it to me. All right, let's dig into that goaltending thing a little bit more. Did you ever spend any time in the crease? And if so, what drew no. you to wanting to be a goaltender? No, I I mean, actually, yeah, maybe like a house league game. And when I was younger, I actually strapped on the pads like one time. Um, I think it was just I, I thought like the equipment was cool. You know, having your own custom pads was always like a cool thing. And seeing that, seeing goalies have that was pretty cool. But uh, then, yeah, I, I don't change. I would never change my mind again on that. I do not want to be a goalie. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's, it's worked out pretty well for you, right? You get drafted into the national hockey league. And I only ask because I even asked this question with the goaltenders that I talked to. I'm curious what draws guys to that position. And a lot of times it's exactly what you talked about right there. The equipment, you know, the ability to customize, you know, not just the masks, but now yeah. the, the entirety of the setup as well, but safe to say goaltending was not for you. Not, you're not a fan of being hit by the puck at high speeds like that. Yeah, no, definitely not for me. I don't know how goalies take pucks off the head on a constant basis and just don't get annoyed with that does uh do your family members still play does your dad still play men's league or anything like that uh i mean he used to play men's league guys uh, getting a little older now he's had like hip replacement and stuff like that so uh he's had to give it uh, he's had to give that up but yeah he, he used to play men's league and all of that all right fair enough did he have a team that that he liked when you were a young kid and that's kind of who you latched on to or was it just because of the proximity to to Toronto you're a Maple Leafs guy growing up with with being growing up in Toronto we went to a lot of Leafs games but I mean my dad never really had like a favorite team we kind of just watched like all kinds of hockey I mean saying that he always had a he always wore a Chicago Blackhawks hat he always liked the Chicago Blackhawks hat and he kept buying more of them but he never like I I don't know I I feel like I feel like he liked them but he never like you know like really like said anything about it like he kind of just like watched all kinds of hockey and all different time uh, all different teams. So for you, not a Blackhawks fan growing up, a Leafs fan, safe to say? Yeah, I guess so. Growing up as a kid in Toronto, going all to those games, you know, seeing all the different guys come up, I guess I'd say I was a Leafs fan. But more than anything, just a fan of the game. You liked watching hockey. Yeah, exactly. Huh, interesting. What about players that you kind of liked growing up? Obviously, you know, you're a young guy getting into the game. Who are some of the players that you're watching that that help you to fall in love with the sport? Well, I mean, for me, getting into hockey at a young age, uh, you know, it was all about Sidney Crosby at the time. And, you know, for me, like he was he was the biggest thing. Like I remember as a kid, you know, getting ready for like a minor hockey game. I used to like go watch like, oh, Sidney Crosby highlights and just watch highlight tape over highlight tape of Sidney Crosby. And I just thought he was like, the best thing ever and you know he still is probably one of the best players in the hockey uh national hockey league and he's just it's so awesome to watch him play all right so how old are you when we're talking about this luca del Belbaluz is is watching youtube highlights of Sidney crosby before he's going to a game how old are you oh i mean i probably started doing that like when i was around like 10 years old i mean sometimes i, I still do it you know sometimes <laughs> like i'll watch like a different player highlight tape and just you know, see, see what works in a game and what doesn't. But I was going to ask, is that something that you still happen to do from time to time? But what about some other players that you liked growing up? Was it all Crosby or were you a fan of some other guys games? No, I mean, it was it was Crosby definitely like first. But then uh, as I got older and, uh, you know, I started to watch the Leafs a, a lot more, 
uh, it was definitely Austin Matthews. Uh, when he came into Toronto, he was the biggest thing. And uh, then everyone wanted to be like Austin Matthews in Toronto. Everyone wanted to do what he did. And, you know, I kind of latched onto that. I started watching a lot of his videos and what he did. And, you know, yeah, I, Austin Matthews is probably one of my favorite players in the National Hockey League. Me too. I love watching Austin Matthews play. I'm hoping hoping he's able to get healthy soon and kind of get back to his form as this season finishes up. But the next question I've got for you, I'm always curious because it's different with with guy to guy. Like, for example, I talked to David Juracek, um prior to you on the Pipeline podcast, and he was a guy that didn't really have NHL aspirations until, you know, the past couple seasons or so. You know, he it was always just like, all right, we'll play 14U hockey, 16U hockey, 18U hockey, and we'll see what happens. What about for you? How old were you when you, real, when you realized, like, okay, hockey is maybe something that, that I can take somewhere? I mean, I think going into, uh, I'm going to say, like, 14U, I mean, Growing up, I always wanted to be a hockey player. Like I said, my dad put me into it. And since then, I really never looked back. I mean, you know, getting older and, you know, putting all the hard work in. I remember, like, going to, like, morning skates at, like, 6.30 in the morning before I had to go to school. You know, doing all that extra stuff, It's it was it was crazy to look back at now. Like, it was actually, like, nuts. But, you know, to see that all come through and now be where I am today, it's it's been awesome. And, you know, I think I've always you know, known that I wanted to be in the NHL and that's been my dream for a long time. You know, I used to do all that stuff with my dad too, and hockey didn't work out for me. I was more of a baseball player growing up. Did you play any other sports uh, when you were playing hockey growing up? Yeah, I, I played a lot of soccer when I grew up. Uh, and then I, when I came, you know, to my early teens, I think then I had to choose between uh, hockey and soccer, but obviously hockey won that battle. But, you know, soccer is obviously a great sport too. I come from an Italian and Portuguese background, so the European and me still had to play a little bit of soccer. Uh, but yeah, that's over with now. So, all right, who's your squad? Are you still a, a fan of the game? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely still watch a lot of soccer. Uh, uh, I am a big Manchester United fan. Uh, a little sad that you know they lost Cristiano Ronaldo. Considering I said I, I was uh, Portuguese, I am Portuguese, so you know them that whole situation there didn't really sit well, but. Yeah, still, still uh, follow Manchester United. All right, Portuguese and Italian backgrounds. Do you speak the languages at all or no? No, no, not at all. I had to ask, right? Because those are, <laughs> are two pretty unique ones and two pretty interesting ones to learn. You know, Portuguese is way different than the... Actually, I don't know. How different is Portuguese than Italian? Portuguese is a pretty interesting language. I know some Brazilians that speak it, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I think there's a little similar uh, similarities in the, in the two, but... Uh, definitely two different languages. I mean, my mom can speak fluent Portuguese and my dad can speak Italian. So tell me about that next step in your hockey career then, because you just talked about it. Your early teens, you make that decision that you're going to be a hockey player and pursue hockey. So where do things go from there? Who are you playing for at that time? When do you get drafted into the OHL? Tell me about that process. Yeah. So I'm in, I guess, minor midget. I think they call it U16 now. Um, and I'm playing for the Toronto Red Wings. But a pretty t- pretty talented team. I mean, we had Francesco Pinelli. Uh, he's a second rounder of the LA Kings. Adam Fantilli, who you know is projected to go pretty high in this draft. Um, yeah, a pretty talented team uh, going into the OHL draft, not knowing you know what's going on. Um, and then I ended up going third round into uh, to the Mississauga Steelheads, and that's where it kind of like kickstarted into my uh, junior career. All right, let's talk about that because your first season with the Sealheads didn't really go as planned, right? We've talked about that before. You didn't put up big numbers. 
and then you have the COVID season, then you come back last year and you probably had the best season of your career, right? Really putting you into the conversation of being selected in the first round. I know you ended up going to the Blue Jackets in the second, but your name was in that conversation as a prospect. So, you know, tell me about that first season, maybe some of the struggles that you had and what you learned from that season that allowed you to take that next step last year. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, uh, going into my first year, I was uh, I started when I was 15 years old, so I, I knew it was a late birthday. And, you know, signing at that age is obviously like, really difficult and something different but um yeah I mean I had a lot of uh, talks with the coaches and all the coaching staff and for me it was just more of like a learning curve and getting to learn the systems and getting to learn what the coaches wanted in order for me to you know get better and be able to be one of the go-to guys on the Mississauga Steelheads I have to think that you play that first season and you come back and for any player that second season in the OHL or whatever league you're playing in to be completely honest is much easier. Was that the case for you that, you know, you got bigger, you got stronger, you understood the game a little bit more, you were more comfortable in the dressing room, that sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we, we missed the whole year of hockey. Um, going into that the year after COVID, uh, there was going to be a lot of new players in the league with having 04s and 05s as, uh, as rookies. So it was kind of like an open season. And for me, you know, I was really hungry for, you know, trying to be one of the top guys on my team. And you know, that's kind of what I strive for. That COVID season was such a challenge for so many people. What did you do with with the inability to actually play games? How did you stay in, in hockey shape, really? Yeah, I mean, that that was definitely tough. I mean, in Canada, it was a little, little different. Uh, rinks were shut down. Gyms were shut down. Uh, for me, at some point, uh, I actually went out to, like, Walmart and bought, like, a squat rack just so I can do, like, little things in my house as much as I could. Uh, I remember... And during COVID, I went out to Vancouver because Vancouver was uh, not as strict and they had rinks open. They had gyms. So we were able to go to Vancouver. I went with a couple of buddies and, you know, uh, one, of, one of my trainers back home, we we flew out to Vancouver and we trained over there. I uh, actually got to uh, skate with Connor Bedard a few times there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just little things, trying to get on the ice as much as I can. Um, I was actually lucky enough to, you know, get to skate with Connor McDavid during that whole quarantine which was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, just I tried to do as much as I could uh, get in shape and, you know, trying to get bigger and stronger throughout that whole process. All right. Well, that piques my interest. And I want to ask you about that. But before we get into it, I'm also always curious about the process of, you know, deciding that you're going to play major junior hockey versus going the college route. And it's very clearly different in Canada than it is here in the United States. I think people think about playing college hockey a little bit more here in the U.S., given that, you know, the NCAA is in the United States. But did you know all along that you were going to go the junior route or did you ever consider potentially playing college hockey? I mean, I mean, like you said, in the U.S., it's all about college hockey. Uh, if you're born in the U.S., you grow up watching all the college teams and all whatever you, those are the things you watch. So for me, you know, growing up in Ontario, the games I would go to is the Ontario hockey league. And, you know, as a kid, we're going to watch those games. You're kind of like, Oh, that's where I want to play. And that's what I want to do. So yeah, kind of like a dream of having that going to the NHL. That was my first dream is to just get, get into the OHL and, you know, create, create your path from there. That is so unique. And I wish we did have something like that in the United States. I know we have the USHL and things like that, where it's kind of similar, but you know, major junior hockey is a is a very, very big deal in Canada. And now that you're playing major junior and you see those kids coming to these games like you did one time, I mean, that's not lost on you, is it? It's got to feel pretty special. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember going to tons of Mississauga Steelheads games. I mean, my dad also grew up with uh, the coach of the Mississauga Steelheads and James Richmond. 
So, you know, he would get us tickets and, you know, we'd, we'd go watch all the time. And, you know, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. So, you know, for me playing in the league now, it's just so different and, you know, it's definitely super cool. All right. You mentioned skating with McDavid and skating with Bedard during the the lockdown season there. Who are some of the guys that you train with in a normal off season? I imagine there are a lot of pros, but a lot of junior guys that you're out there with. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, last summer I trained with uh, Gary Roberts at his uh, facilities. So obviously there's a lot of NHL players there and, you know, Connor McDavid, Darnell Nurse, Zach Hyman, uh, Vince Dunn, uh, the list goes on. There's a ton of them. And, uh, you know, Shane Wright. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of NH, high NHL players that, you know, train out of there. And uh, yeah, just being able to like be around those guys and, you know, see what they do in order to, you know, get better every day and, you know, how they make a living out of hockey is just, you know, super cool to, you know, be around and, you know, you just kind of learn things every day from being around them. Let's get into the draft process a little bit. You're obviously selected in the second round by the Blue Jackets in Montreal. Uh, you shared with us how nervous you were on that day. You didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, talk to me about the process before the draft. What were the conversations with the Blue Jackets like? Did you have any idea that they were going to end up selecting you? Talk to me about that. Honestly, uh, that whole that whole you know week was crazy uh so many things going on my mind was going everywhere uh you know people texting me like oh where do you think you're gonna go uh what teams are most interested like stuff like that uh just so so much stuff going on and you know it was all kind of like a blur it was like i i had no clue what was gonna happen didn't know what team was gonna pick me uh honestly didn't really talk to columbus too too much uh, but I felt like I had a really good conversation with them at the combine and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, there was obviously some teams that, you know, were more interested than others, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in a great spot now and I'm, you know, super, super excited to get going with Columbus. When you heard your name called, what were the emotions there between you and your family? Honestly, I, I, I couldn't even tell you for me, it was like kind of like a blackout, like kind of thing. Like it was just like, like you heard your name and you I was like, Oh my God, like, like it finally happened. You see all your, your hard work as a kid, like, you know, come, come to this. And, you know, now you're walking down, walking down those stairs and you're just like super excited. There's a huge smile on your face and uh, yeah, you're just uh, super excited. Your life flashes before your eyes a little bit. All the, all those emotions and memories come, uh, come yeah. to the front of your mind as you're walking, walking down that stage and up to meet the blue jackets guys. And, I loved being there. I thought it was so special to see all you guys get selected. And I loved watching it. You know, you, David Yurichek, Denton Matejchuk, uh, Jordan Dumay. So many of the players the Blue Jackets ended up selecting were actually at the draft. Even James Fisher in yeah. the seventh round made the drive up from Massachusetts. How special was that, that you got to be there with the guys that you were drafted with, essentially? Yeah, uh, definitely super cool. You know, obviously the last few years or the last two years before uh, our draft, uh, there wasn't there wasn't the actual face-to-face -face kind of thing. It was all, you know, on Zoom and everything or whatever it was. And, you know, I remember like people coming up to me being like, oh, you're so lucky to have it in person. And, you know, it's, it's, it's they're right. It's, it was just an awesome feeling. And uh, just to have it in person is just something I'll never forget. So you told me that you like to watch a lot of hockey. Going into that draft, are you kind of doing research on some of the other guys? So maybe you know a little bit about a David Juracek or know a little bit about a Denton Matejchuk before the draft actually happens? Or are you just in your own world, not even worrying about that? Um, I mean, I am a big, like, I, I, I follow a lot of hockey. I, I, I know a lot of the players that are, like, in my, that were in my draft class, and I followed a ton of them. And, uh, yeah, I definitely knew who, who was who and who was going to go where kind of thing. 
and who was projected to go where. And I, I kind of followed that a lot. Tell me about the process following the draft, because the Blue Jackets had development camp almost immediately after you guys were, were selected by the team in Montreal, getting on the ice with all those guys. And it was such a diverse array of talent, right? You had a player like Kirill Marchenko, who had played three plus seasons in the KHL. And then you had James Fisher, who had played high school hockey. So what was that experience like to get on the ice with all those guys? Yeah, uh, definitely super cool. I mean, uh, I think the coolest thing for me at the beginning was uh, being able to wear all the equipment and, you know, put the jersey on that. That was unbelievable. You know, you're wearing NHL equipment on your body and it's just a super cool feeling. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, Kirill Marchenko was uh, pretty dominant, uh, as you could say, at, uh, you know, development camp. And, you know, I guess I guess it's pretty, pretty much showed in uh, in Columbus, where I think he has like 15 goals already. And that's pretty insane. (laughs) And yeah, Kent Johnson obviously was there as well. And you know, he's doing great things. He's an unbelievable player. He's super fun to watch, very creative and just, you know, unbelievable. And just, yeah, just really different and uh, really, really good to be a part of. You mentioned it right there. You're keeping track, obviously, of what Kirill Marchenko and Kent Johnson are up to. Now that you had the experience with some of those other players, kind of in your age group, I guess I'll call it, are you paying attention to what they're doing? Obviously, Juracek had a, a huge world junior and he's tearing it up in the AHL right now, an AHL all-star at 19 years old playing from the blue line, which is tough to do. Denton Matejchuk's having a great year over in the WHL. You paying attention to what those guys are doing? Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like all in on like watching and following what's going on. Obviously I know there's a lot of injury stuff going on in Columbus right now. I see a lot of call-ups every night, uh, different guys getting opportunities, which is, you know, super awesome for those guys. Like Marcus Bjork, I remember, you know, he was in Traverse with me. He was on my Traverse team, and then all of a sudden he's playing. He was, like, pretty much full-time in Columbus at one point, and he was, like, running the power play, and I was like, that, like this is awesome. Like, it's pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, I, I follow it a ton. Uh, I, I saw that uh, your check is an all-star in the, in the AHL. Uh, obviously followed him throughout the whole World Juniors. Um, Denton's obviously in Moose Jar. Uh, he's, doing, he's doing his thing. He's the, he's the captain there. So, yeah, I follow, I follow all those guys. You know, I talked to them a little bit um, and yeah, uh, it's just seems awesome. How excited does it make you to be a part of this organization now that you see all this young talent succeeding? Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's a lot, a lot of young talent and it's, you know, cool to be a part of uh, in the future. I feel like, you know, they're going to have a great, great team. Like you said, a lot of young talent and it's, it's super exciting to be a part of. Development camp was one thing. Then you go to Blue Jackets main camp where you're sharing a dressing room with NHL talent like Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine. Your first day at camp, tell me the emotions going into it. And then when you run into one of those guys for the first time, that's got to be pretty special for a guy who loves the game like you. Yeah, I mean, uh, really different. Kind of like a starstruck moment when, uh, you know, you're walking in and then like Johnny Gaudreau walks by you and then maybe gives you like a head nod like, hey, or like you're just like you don't know what to do. You're kind of like, oh, like, uh, do I start a conversation with them? Do I just like keep my head down and keep walking? Like you're kind of just in that moment where you're like, wow, like that's Johnny Boudreau right in front of me. Uh, but then that kind of all goes away when you're on the ice and you're competing against everyone and you're trying to prove yourself. So yeah. What do you think that camp did for your game? I mean, it's got to give you a lot of confidence going back to junior. The fact that you not only got to take part in Blue Jackets camp with those pro guys practicing but you got to play in NHL preseason games, right? Yeah. You used the biggest word right there. It was the confidence. Uh, Definitely a huge, huge thing in the game of hockey. And uh, yeah, being able to skate with NHL players and, you know, being able to learn different things from different guys 
uh, definitely helped my confidence coming back to junior and, you know, just being able to, you know, help younger guys on my team. And, you know, obviously coming back from NHL camp, they're going to have a lot of questions about, oh, how was this guy like or how how was he? What did he do? What's he do away from the rink uh, kind of thing? It's just like, yeah, uh, you just have that confidence and, you know, they, they want to talk to you and it's it's really cool. Was there one moment or a favorite moment that you had from Blue Jackets training camp that stands out that maybe you told people about or something that happened off the ice? Anything at all? For me, the, I'm gonna say, the coolest moment was definitely, uh, it was actually in Traverse. When I scored scored my first goal in Traverse, that was the coolest moment because, uh, you know, obviously that's the first time you actually put the real jersey on uh, and you have it over you and you just feel like it's it's awesome. And, you know, being able to score in that Jersey and with that, with all the equipment on is just a unbelievable feeling. And it just, it was amazing. That was that sweet shot too, right? Top corner. Yeah. That was a nice goal. I've seen you do that a couple of times. I'm always making sure to, to check up on you guys first with Mississauga and now with Sarnia, obviously. And you know, that's a good segue because it brings me into this season and you kind of started off with this, that, you know, maybe things didn't go the way that you guys wanted to as a team this season in Mississauga, you end up getting traded to Sarnia. What's this process been like? Because it's got to be brand new for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, the whole trade process was uh, obviously really difficult. Uh, not really, you know, wanting to leave Mississauga. You know, we thought we had the team, but obviously uh, not all worked out. But uh, definitely in a great spot on Sarnia. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of different things going on during that time. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of trade rumors, a lot of talk, a lot of questions from other players around the league and guys texting you, oh, where are you going? What's going on? So yeah, something different that I've never been a part of before, but uh, just happy it's over now. And, you know, I'm in a great spot in Sarnia. And, you know, we have an excellent team with a lot of, you know, different NHL signed players and uh, drafted guys. And uh, even players who aren't uh, drafted inside, just a lot of great talent. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. Just how excited are you for the rest of this regular season and then into the playoffs? Because the team that you guys have put together now after the trade deadline, there's a real chance that you guys could make some noise, right? Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of great, great talent on our team, but you know, saying that uh, a lot of hard work has to come with that, you know, talent's not going to win you games at the end of the day. Uh, so yeah, we need We still don't have a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of things to figure out as a team. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, right now I think we're on a four game win streak and, you know, we're headed on the right path and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, good things can go on coming and in, uh, going into the playoffs and uh, hopefully we can make a real run. Let's talk about you individually as a player a little bit. For Blue Jackets fans that aren't really familiar with your game, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you're a big body, right? Two-way centerman with some skill, but uh, let's hear it in your own words. <laughs> like you said, you 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 hear it all the time. Two-way centerman. Uh, you know, I have, I have a lot of skill. Uh, I feel like, you know, my best ability is my uh, playmaking ability. I love moving the puck and, you know, being able to, you know, create, create scoring chances uh you know i think that's a that's a huge part of the game and you know being able to see the ice is is a very important you know aspect of the game and uh for me i feel like that's uh one of my best uh one of my best attributes after dev camp and after main camp what are some of the things that you know the blue jackets wanted you working on this season obviously you're in contact with the development coaches and things like that so what are they telling you yeah i mean uh for me uh it's just about getting bigger and stronger you know being able to you know, play at the next level and, you know, going up and getting uh, maybe going to the AHL and then maybe going to the NHL, like you need, you need to get bigger and stronger. And obviously that's a big thing. So just for me, it's about putting on weight and getting in the gym. What's the adjustment process like in Sarnia? Is it 
you know, obviously it, it took you a little while to score your first goal and you scored your first couple of goals this past weekend. So congratulations there. But was there an adjustment on the ice? I know you're picking up points and and moving the puck and picking up assists like you talked about, but the style of play, it has to be a little bit different, right? Yeah. Uh, coming to a new team, uh, pretty much everything was different, uh, different systems, different breakouts, different four checks. Uh, everything was a uh, complete uh, refresh. So, uh, yeah, definitely a different learning curve. But I think, you know, I think it's going to help me going, you know, uh, to the next spot in my career. It's going to help me with being able to adjust. And, um, yeah, uh, definitely got some fu- – uh, was frustrated at times, you know, not being able to score in, you know, seven straight games after the team traded for you. That was a little frustrating. But uh, just, you know, being able to stay in a positive headspace. Uh, the guys were very positive. And, uh, yeah, it, it's been awesome. It was great to score my first two goals with the team. All right, talk to me about players in the National Hockey League now that you're trying to model your game after. I know you talked about Austin Matthews, and I think he probably has a little bit underrated of a two-way game for himself, right? But are there some other players in the league that maybe the Blue Jackets have pointed out or that you look at yourself and you think, yeah, I want to play like him? Like I said, I watch a ton of hockey. Uh, I like I love watching Sebastian Ajo on the Hurricanes. Uh, obviously, on the Blue Jackets, I watch the Blue Jackets a ton now. You know, being able being drafted by them, I watch them a ton. So uh, obviously you get to watch, you know, Johnny Goudreau, Patrick Line a little bit. I know he, he's been injured. He's been back and forth kind of thing. He's obviously a very special player. Uh, he can rifle a puck. Um, but, you know, uh, Goudreau is very special to watch. The way he can, you know, pick up his speed so quickly and be able to move the puck and distribute it to, you know, his teammates is uh, very special to watch. And, you know, obviously he's an all-star for a reason. And, uh Yeah. All right, let's talk about you a little bit off the ice then. If you're on a long road trip, I know you guys are taking those bus rides and you got a lot of time away from the rink. So what do you like to get into? I know during the off season, you're a big golfer and pretty good one at that. But uh, what do you do in your free time? Music, movies, TV, books. Tell me all about it. For me, uh, I like Netflix. I'm a big Netflix guy. Um, Different shows, different. I'm actually a big movie guy. I love watching movies. Like I'll just like go on Netflix and just find like, a random movie and just like play it and just, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy watching a lot of movies. So that's for me at off time. I am a big Netflix guy. All right. Two quick ones. Favorite movie that you watched in the last year. And then your favorite movie of all time. That's a hard one. (laughs) I know. I put you on the spot right there. Okay. Top gun Maverick. Like unbelievable. Um, And then all time. Oof. That's hard. I used to be a like a huge like Spider-Man fan when I was younger. So I loved Spider-Man, but like I don't know if that's like all-time favorite. Uh I'm going to have to go with like one of the Rockies. Really interesting. Okay, yeah. what about what about actors? Uh Leonardo DiCaprio's Unreal. Uh he's like my favorite. I can say he's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that simple as that, Leo. Yeah. Are you binging anything right now, TV-wise? I know you're a movie guy, but are you watching anything on TV? Uh, it's hard. I mean, I can't really like get into anything too much. There's all, all these new shows like that are coming out, but nothing that's like been like unreal that is just caught my attention. Like I've I've like finished like all the Peaky Blinders, like everything, Prison Break, all, all the like ones that are like known. Like I've done them all, but I just can't can't find anything that I really really like right now. Music, if you're trying to pump up for a game, what are you listening to? I'm a huge music guy. I, I like all types of music. Like for for games, like 
uh, like on the way to a game, I love listening to country. I think it just like keeps me calm and just, you know, it's like a chill kind of vibe. So I love listening to country on the way to the game. I think, you know, before, before the game, I, I turn on some uh, rap and some rock. So I, I like uh, to, you know, switch back and forth between rap and rock. And then, you know, when I'm just like, I don't know, going for like a car ride or something, it's just like a more of like pop and stuff. So I kind of like all genres of music, you know, some alternative stuff as well. But uh, yeah. What about your favorite artists? I know you mentioned Justin Bieber is a favorite in the past, but you got some other people that you like? Yeah. Um, you know, actually recently, uh, I think it was in November, I went to a Luke Combs concert. Uh, he's unbelievable. Him, uh, Morgan Wallen, uh, two great country singers. And those are probably two of my favorite ones. Can't say I'm a country guy myself, but your goal for the next year or two is to get David Juracek into country music, okay? Because when I talked to him last week, he said that that's the one thing he cannot get into. They're playing it a lot in Cleveland with the AHL team there, and he says he just can't get into it. He likes music, but country's not for him, so you got to teach him your ways, all right? Funny enough, actually, uh, coming into the OHL, like that's kind of how I got into country music. I used to hate country music. I could never get into it, never like got why people like loved it so much. And then all of a sudden, like one day it just like changed and I was like, like, it's actually like really good. So, you know, hopefully that changes for him because it's uh, it's unbelievable music. They just hit you over the head with country music in the locker room enough that you started liking it. eh? Yeah, exactly. And now I can't stop listening to it. So fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe I'll have to give it a give it another try here and get it going in the car a little bit. Maybe I'll get used (laughs) to it. But uh, what about what about personal goals for the rest of this season? I'll ask you, you know, kind of what you want in terms of your career and maybe team goals for the end of this season. But, you know, as you're kind of in the second half of the year here and approaching the playoffs, what do you want to do individually? Uh, I just want to, you know, be able to, you know, keep a consistent game. I think, you know, going getting to the next level, the hardest thing is to, you know, be consistent on a, you know, a nightly basis. That's, that's the hardest thing in hockey, I'm going to say. And, you know, just working on that and being able to, you know, be steady and uh, be confident in my play. So I'm going to say that's a goal. As this season finishes up, I know hockey players hate looking, you know, past the next game, but bear with me here. As this season finishes up, what is on the horizon for Luca Del Belvalu's? What are your goals in this next year? Yeah. Okay. So end of the season, I mean, obviously, uh, my goal next year is to be playing in the AHL. Obviously, making the NHL will be unbelievable. But, uh, you know, right now I think the AHL is more, you know, a better decision for, or a better uh, thing for me, just being able to develop and, you know, get to learn it and get stronger and, you know, have a good year there. Um, yeah, I'd say that that's my goal. Yeah, and it's a good goal to have. And, you know, Cleveland is a great place to be as well. It's probably one of the best AHL cities there is because you get that experience uh in a major league city, right? The Cavs are there. You share an arena with the Cavs and beyond that, the facilities and everything like that. And not to mention all the young talent with the monsters as well. So that would be really exciting. And I'd love to see that for you. Uh, what does the off season look like for you? What are your plans there? Uh, for me, uh, just, uh, I'm going back to Gary Roberts. Uh, like I said, he was my, he's my trainer and, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of NHL talent there that goes there. And I think that's good for me to be around to see that. So, yeah, I'm gonna go back, go back to Gary Roberts. Maybe, maybe come up to Columbus, uh, maybe for a couple of weeks or a week or two, whatever's going on, whatever they want. Uh, and yeah, we'll see where that goes from there. All right, Luca. Well, I appreciate the time. That's all I got for you. It was great getting to know you a little bit more. I'm sure our fans will love this, and looking forward to seeing you again in Columbus sooner rather than later. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, but before that. 
Memorial Cup. We need you to win the OHL and then maybe a little Mem Cup action, okay? Yeah, I would love that. that that's the goal. That's the team goal. Huge thanks to Luca Del Bell Belouz. I love talking to that guy. Luca and I actually got to know each other a little bit waiting for our plane after the draft in Montreal. We were on the same flight back to Columbus where he joined the CBJ for development camp, and then he was obviously in Traverse City and back for Maine Blue Jackets camp. So I've spent a lot of time around the guy, and I was really looking forward to this interview, and I thought the conversation with Luca was good. I learned a lot of new things about him, and I hope that you did too. Like I said, I feel like Luca Del Belvalouz is an early fan favorite for Blue Jackets fans, and I hope that this interview cemented that for you. So again, huge thanks to Luca Del Belvalouz. Best of luck to him the rest of this season in Sarnia. Hope we get to see him playing some meaningful playoff games towards the end of this year. And as always, thank you very much for being with me. I'll talk to you soon.